0: Hey she slayers and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and today I have on a bucket list guest. This is somebody that, okay, well, let's be honest, I'm not actually organized to have a list because all my ADHD people and people who and my threes and my eights and my sevens and out there know that like if I sat down and wrote down a list. First of all, it probably wouldn't be people like Oprah, right? You know, it'd be like people that I'm being realistic about, and like some of you are like, "Oh my gosh, Lauren, dream for the stars." No, so it'd be a realistic list, and then because it's kind of realistic, I would immediately send emails to everyone. So I don't have a list, but like written down, but in my head, I kind of have a vague list, and today is one of those guests. Dr. Jennifer Barham-Floriani is on the freaking podcast, you guys. So that leads me to my next thing. I still haven't broken the seal of just having a boy on. You You may have noticed. You may have noticed that in 2021, I let you know that it felt oddly restrictive and it didn't feel like it fit anymore and that we were going to start having boys on. And then I just proceeded to have date nights, Um, which is kind of cheating. Like I'm taking a year and a half to rip this band aid off, but it just feels like there's now there's so much buildup that I can't just have anyone. Like I they gotta be great, and we know I don't have a bucket list, so maybe that's what I should do. Can you help me make a bucket list? Can you send me a DM with someone who you think would be an Awesome first guest. Like who? Who do we think? Um, but bo- for a boy as a boy, first guest. So, anyways, um, so as I'm recording this, uh, because I always record my intros days before because I like it to have pertinent, pertinent topics. I think that is because I'm scarred from COVID. So, back uh the podcast started in 2019, and we were doing a great job of like getting all of our content recorded, you know, a couple weeks in advance. I mean, not that great. I wasn't doing that great of a job, at least the episodes. And then COVID hit and everything that we had pre like prepped just felt like every single week it wasn't relevant. And so I don't know, I just got in the habit of doing my intros the week of. So we make sure that the things I'm talking about are timely, even though most of the time, the stuff I'm talking about is not necessarily timely. So I don't know. Anyways, oh, well, what was that going with that? So it's Valentine's Day today. And in case you needed more proof that I am kind of a monster, <laughs> here are two funny ways that I have shown love to my husband, whose love language is words of affirmation. Okay. So words of affirmation is my lowest. I have a whole theory that like what you crave is what you don't get and what you don't or what you get a lot of is like your lowest thing on your, you know, craving. So my husband is very good at giving words of affirmation. So I'm like, meh, I don't need it. And I grew up with a dad who like would send me really nice things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so gushy. I know. My therapist and I haven't gotten to that portion yet. So anyways, one, I... Uh, uh, a listener reminded me on social media that apparently I owe Kirby a love letter. I vaguely remember this. Like I vaguely remember going, "Yeah, I'll write you a love letter. I will." And I, th- I, but I don't. I don't remember it. I only kind of. And so then I was laughing with Kirby of like, do you think I could get chat GPT to do this? I go on chat GPT and I write in a couple like details. You can go on Instagram and see the beautiful love letter that it wrote my husband. And we read it as chat GPT was like writing it. And Kirby got just like, not a tear, but just like a little watery eye. And he's like, that was really nice to read. <laughs> Even though he saw chat GPT writing it. My poor husband is just starved. Um, So then I'm like, okay, because that was funny. We did that this weekend. Well, yesterday, Monday, I was like, oh, we forgot to get Chuck um, treats for her class. Can you please run to Walmart today and get her treats? And then also, can you grab me a Valentine's card? And he's like, like a card from me to you? And I was like, no, I need you to grab a card for me to give to you. And he looked at me and I'm like, not with like you don't have to pick words in it. I will write the words in it, but like, I don't have time to get to Walmart. I want to write you something meaningful because I saw how much that damn chat GPT thing is. And so I'm not a complete monster. I would like to write something nice to you, but I don't have the time to get to Walmart. So can you just buy yourself a card for me to write to you? And he didn't. He claims he forgot, but I think it's because he just didn't appreciate the lack of effort that I was making. I have certain strengths, people, certain strengths and a lot of weaknesses and flaws. Okay, so last week we had our first CA on, and I have gotten, well, it's only been a couple of days, but so far I've had a ton of really positive feedback. And someone asked for more CAs on. Now, he, CAs on, sounds like a CAs on the show. Here's the only dilemma I run into with that is that I had Jackie on because Jackie is used to recording and like providing content, like really valuable content. And my expectations of our guests are really, really high. I've had a couple interviews that were were good, but like as the podcast grows, like I, I need to know that the person who's going to be on is going to really deliver the goods in a confident way. And they are just used to recording. And so it just creates an issue because a lot of CAs, most CAs are not used to recording, you know, an hour long and be able to like handle questions like that. So Yes, we'll have another CA on, but just so you know, that's also, that's also the issue I run into with students. I love you students, but I kind of need to vet to make sure that like, what does vet mean? Like to vet people, doesn't that mean to like filter them? Where did that come from? Anyway, I need to like kind of know that you're going to be good. And unless you have more than TikToks out there, that's hard for me. I know. I'm sorry. Anyways. Okay. Uh, So a couple minor, minor updates. Um, Reminder that if you are looking for a great Opportunity to hang out with me and bring your team and learn, or maybe just you. I am going to the Remarkable Practice Immersion. This is their conversion and retention immersion, May 5th and 6th in Orlando. Um, and I have a golden ticket that I am going to be giving away on social media. That's a big deal. It's like a $1,500 giveaway. So I haven't done it yet, but I should probably get on it. Um, so sometime soon be looking on our social DM me. If you're like, really, you know, I want to go and you want that, make sure I know that you exist and we can, we can figure out how we're going to run the giveaway. Yes. So pay attention for that. And then I also wanted to thank my newest Patreon members. We, uh, these are all roadmap to success level people. So our highest level that $24 and 99 cents, I have Carly Swift, Stephanie Mahan, and Dr. Sonia Powers-Sherman all joined and are getting access to the behind-the-scenes footage. Um, every guest, I have extra questions that you don't get to listen to, um, unless you're a Patreon. And what else do they get? Oh, a 20-minute marketing training every month. Those are really great to like just have your CAs listen to because I'm a fan of delegating. And then an hour-long live call where we're tackling a specific topic and you can ask questions. And if you can't make the call, you can submit your questions and we'll answer them. So thank you, Carly, Stephanie, and Sonia. I really appreciate um, the support on the podcast. And if $24.99 is not in your budget or wheelhouse, that is totally okay. You can support me with as little as $3.99 a month. And that is that also gives you access to the first 50 episodes. So if you are a new listener and you want to binge and you go on Apple and Spotify and you're like, why are there no episodes one through 50? That is because they are reserved for our 399 level. So thank you to all of that. Last, uh, little shout out before we get going here. Um, I'd like to thank Sked who has absolutely changed the way that we run our clinic, our retention, our communications. Um, It is one of those changes that we made that I will never go back on. And I'm not saying that because they're a sponsor of the show. Um, It would be awkward if I stopped using them because then I'd have to fire them as a sponsor because I don't do things that don't align with me and they align and I love them very, very much. And so check them out. If you are not letting your patients schedule themselves, try and add that to like your goals in 2023, because that's what patients want. They don't, they don't want to call. They really don't. They don't want to call you. They want to send a text and the ones who want to call can still call. So go check out SCAD. We'll have that link below. Okay. Without further ado, over 500,000 people, that's a lot of people, that's half a million, um, have read Dr. Jennifer Barham Floriani's best selling book, Well Adjusted Babies, the second edition, and ticklish new ways to help your child learn, love, and play. She's won many international awards for her se- service to chiropractic and chose to resign as a chiropractor in Australia in October 2020 during COVID to maintain her integrity and role in public education. She now resides in Spain with her chiropractic husband and their four sons teaching seminars and writing. And she's a delight. You're going to love her. So let's pray and then we will get into it. Take a breath. I swear, half the time when I tell you to take a breath, I feel like I'm just talking to me because I was talking so fast. So take a breath. Relax the jaw. Where are you holding tightness? Is it in your forehead? Is it in your jaw? Is it in your throat? In your heart? In your butt? <laughs> your butt. Remember that you are here and you vibrate at a frequency. So let the frequency of love, which is one of the, the lightest and highest and brightest frequencies that we can vibrate at on, let this showing of gratitude for the people in our life continue past Valentine's Day. Let us continue to show our patients and our children and our parents and our friends, our partners, how much they mean to us and how much them supporting us allows us to do what we can do so we can shine at our brightest allow us just to continue to reflect that love and light back at everyone that we encounter and watch that love shine back at us and build us higher and just let that cycle just keep on going in your name we pray amen okay without further ado here is Dr. Jennifer Barum Floriani so you're Very good. in Spain right yes how long yep. have you guys been in Spain Uh, just over 12 months. Okay. And before that,
1: were you in Australia? Okay. Yeah, Melbourne, Australia.
0: Yeah. So
1: is that when they let you out? Like, Australia (laughs) had crazy lockdowns, right? Yeah, we did for almost 18 months to two years. Absolutely. Mm. What was was that
0: like? Were chiropractors considered essential down there?
1: So there was the period where if we were offering critical care, pain based care, mm-hmm. then we could see patients, you know, the emergency yep. based side of things. And for us that was you know just such a conflict because it's a minimal part of our practice. And you know, and you couldn't just like so we had a similar thing like that in
0: I don't know, I can't speak for the entire states, but like in Wisconsin it was like, yeah, as long as it's and so like we had one line in every soap note that was like patient needed today you know it was basically
1: along that line yeah and we did that lauren you know Mm -hmm. like we we for us the the stress that our clients were under you know was what was driving their absolute need to be checked you know once a week once a fortnight so we of course we're going to be there for them but and this is one thing you know the distinction between australians and americans we had chiropractors who would ring us and say pull your head in how dare you you know how dare it be? You know normal. You know uh, business is normal in your practice when the rest of us are shutting our doors, or you know there's chiropractors closing down their businesses, and we're
0: like, then don't close down your, your business.
1: People? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, you guys have had
0: a target on your back for yep. how many years now? When did uh, the whole shebang start? I'm so like green within chiropractic. It's so funny. Like I blame Northwestern. Like, I know they listen. So like, <laughs> oh, sorry. But like, honestly, no, I shouldn't blame them. I blame my own ignorance. Like I remember being in school and like people were going to these seminars on the weekends and I'm like, I'm partying. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> so it took you me do like- your
0: thing. <laughs> Yeah, it took me a long time to be like, Jillahu. Who? Where's Sherman? <laughs> what is that? Okay. um I picked my school based off geography, not philosophy, and so I had like a really rough intro. So, like, what? Yeah. So, fill me in. When did the whole thing start? And what even started it? I'm legit asking, not trying to dig up past dirt. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Happened?
1: Well, I think it was really with my book, you know, the main book, "Well Adjusted Babies." Well Adjusted so. Babies, which came mm-hmm. out in two thousand nine, eight. Uh, yeah. And there was a first edition sort of prior to that, but it was once that second edition was getting, um, you know, a lot of exposure, then that's when I think the regulators started to really have a look at what I was doing on social media and what I was, you know, the talks I was doing and things like that. So it sort of felt like about, uh, you know, maybe four years after that book was getting traction that I was just getting one complaint after the other from our regulator in Australia, which is APRA. And it would be, you know, one case that would then, I would then get sent another notification and it was, it was honestly 10 years of just dealing with them, trying to minimize that business in any way they could. You know, things like you can't advertise, you can't have celebrities say. Oh, Dr. Jen, you know, helped so much with how I've, you know, raised my babies and children. I wasn't allowed to use testimonials, but a medical doctor could, you know, who'd written a book.
0: And were other chiropractors allowed to do it? And they just really had decided they were going to use you as an example, or like, and this is like the chiropractic governing board, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's a government elected board for all registered health practitioners. So it's not just the chiropractors. Okay. And um, so, you know, then I had to get barristers and make a distinction between, you know, the advertising and um, it was just 10 years where I think, you know, a lot of people are now really aware that these government boards try and wear down individuals in different health professions to make an example of them to scare the profession from being vocal about different health topics and the I fact mean, it's that
0: mostly vaccines right is is are there other health topics that are like and, and are there there are other professions that go through this i mean i feel like as chiropractors yes.
1: we're just like we're the only ones but- <laughs> and that's the thing you know and we can let ourselves have our own little pity party and think oh you know we're always being attacked and you know no one ever understands us but because i felt like i was just being constantly attacked and you know the beauty of the childhood that i had i could keep it in perspective i could see the praise and the reprimand you know i was having amazing support by you know the profession um and you know different people who were in really influential positions and and I could see that but it was that constant attack from the government and so I would then have a look at Lauren what was going on and it started i think we've you know really seen this with covid in the last few years mm-hmm. there's you know there is a power that be you know amongst a whole lot of the different systems that we know as our reality. And so it wasn't it's not just chiropractic. There've been, you know, there've been amazing quantum physicists who have questioned mm-hmm. orthodox thinking like Rupert Sheldrake who all of a sudden was never allowed to publish another paper because he questioned certain things. You know, and what so this Ah, di- oh, just well with quantum physics, you know, you you are expanding the the whole realm of self-healing and you know what you um, need to heal, and so the sick care model, like- absolutely, yeah. And you know the the I guess the foundation of that is always big pharma, who's earning the most. Uh-huh. And so what compromises that? But I think Lauren, if you look at today, even people like you know Jordan Peterson. Who, oh, as a, yeah, um, <laughs> my husband's obsessed with Jordan Peterson. Yeah, but like... you look at, he's just lost, well, he's on the verge of losing his license. Yes. And that's not because of vaccines. That's because he refuses to use the correct terminology for, you know, the ideology that we have now. Yeah. And so there's, it's not just chiropractors. It's been building for a long time. Mm. And, yes, you know, chiropractors, we had that controversy because you know people like me and other people we were always trying to help parents to be discerning about vaccines so you know the medical profession was always stay in your lane chiropractors don't talk about vaccines and now what I mean you look at the last two years how many medical professions are now like wow (laughs) you know we just don't know enough about these you know, injections, and parents should be able to pause and consider what their options are and ask good questions. So back to your question, um, it all really started because of well-adjusted babies and the topics that I discussed, which, you know, I think really just comes back to what I love about what you're doing, really, Mm -hmm. because I think it's important to understand your convictions and your values because there was you know initially when i had all this content together for well adjusted babies we went and we met with this really big publishing house and one of my patients she was high up in in random house and she said sweetheart i adore you i love this content she said it's 10 to 15 years ahead of where people are at mm. and she said we want to take you on But I need to let you know, we will not have that vaccine chapter as it is the way that you've written it. That would have to be completely reworked, the antibiotics chapter, you know, and and it was just this moment where my husband and I looked at each other and we were like, well, that's not why I wrote it. I didn't write it to be what to expect when you're expecting Right. and, and all those other pregnancy well, and, books. I mean, so your book, I've read it and it is the,
0: it's the book I give every new student that I've hired because you know, where they come and I've been a mom for 11 years. So I have yeah. the knowledge of being a mom. I have 12 years of practice practitioner knowledge. And then obviously all the like stuff that you accrue as far as not, but when they come and they're just like, how can I, and I'm like, here, read this. This will fast forward your, (laughs) like uh, your, you know, ability to connect with a mom on these topics of breastfeeding and first foods and postpartum. And like, yeah, you didn't write a book to like, if you were like, oh yeah, there was some stuff I wanted in there, but I, I had to pull it out. Then it wouldn't be what it is.
1: Yeah, like exactly. No, I
0: gave you the whole truth for you to decide with. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's funny you say that with your associates because that's how it initially came about. You know, I had these folders for any associate who'd take over when I went on maternity leave because I was just so, such a control freak. You know, you have to be able to talk about this with moms and dads, you know, you have to do this. And then I kept compiling and my husband was like, You know, well, can we give this to some of our Cairo friends for training their associates? And then I was like, hang on, I need to be writing this for parents. Mm -hmm. So it made that transition. But back to the point about, you know, you with what you're doing and why, you know, how I see that ties in with, I guess, my journey is that I think there's a lot of times where we just get, you know, there's those moment in times where you could be conflicted around what your values are mm-hmm. and you could listen to the loudest voice in the room. You know, I could have gone with that publishing deal. I could have, you know, there's so many different junctures I can think of in my career where I really had to stop still and think what's important to me? What, how does this sit with my values and my hierarchy of values because otherwise I'm trying to please somebody else, or I'm playing by somebody else's rules. And what I love about what you're encouraging chiropractors to do is to think about just that broader vision of their life. And yes, chiropractic is this amazing profession. and you know, we're so it's so humbling to think we understand innate intelligence and being able to connect through our innate with these babies and with families and whoever we're caring for and, and helping those people tune back into their bodies. Like it's, it's, it's such a humbling experience and wonderful profession. And at the same time, it's important for us to realize that yes, that can be a strength that we have our knowledge and capacity as chiropractors. I believe we also have gifts mm-hmm. and Life is about expressing those gifts as well. And that's where we find the joy and, you know, the connection with, you know, connection with God and the universe and all of those things that help us keep life in perspective. Because I think otherwise we can get resentful. Yeah. And we fall short in other ways. You know, if we're trying to be Superwoman or Superman and run this amazing practice. And, you know, be this parent and run the, just do all of these things and please everybody rather than taking stock and thinking about, okay, for where I am at this point in my life, is this all serving me? Are there voids? You know, am I meeting my needs or am I just trying to live up to somebody else's expectation? Right. Right. Yeah.
0: And honestly, like a, somebody else's expectation that they didn't even verbalize to you that that's just the narrative in your head. Um, there's a book, I believe it's called the happiness project. Anyways, it talks about where like, you kind of have your core identity and where unhappiness comes from. I I guess I'm paraphrasing, um, is anytime that something happens in your perspective that doesn't align with your identity. And it's actually this false identity that we, like this subconscious identity that we attach to that causes so much pain and suffering. And so for instance, uh, I really struggled. I don't remember who said it, but it was some chiropractor that I was having a conversation with early on in my profession. It might've been your damn husband, to be honest. Um, (laughs) He's good for poking the beard. I know. I know. (laughs) And um, it was something along the lines of like, your identity is not a chiropractor. And I was like, (gasps) how could you say that? And they're like, you know, and now I so get it that it's like, Oh no, I was put here with gifts. And a mission and chiropractic is one of the tools in which those are displayed and I can use, but like Lauren could have, could have taken a different path, gotten a different degree and can still have an impact. And so as I started to be comfortable with the fact that like, I don't have to identify As a chiropractor. And I saw the pain that like that identity that I was carrying. And this is only my story for other people, you know, like I love that I'm a chiropractor. Um, so I wouldn't choose any other profession, but the pain that it was causing me to be like, I'm a I'm a successful chiropractor. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm a good chiropractor because very few people just stop at I'm a chiropractor. They need to be like, no, 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 I'm good at chiropractic. Great. So then what does that mean? Well, that means that I see a lot of people and it's like, oh, does it now? Okay. So now your patient volume is connected. Okay. So what if you do it for free? Oh no, 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 I need to like be able to convince people that they should pay for this. I need to convince people that there's value. Okay. So great. So now you're not just a chiropractor. You have to be a good chiropractor who sees a lot of people or makes a lot of money. So now you in order. So like I was and that was like my path where I was like, just I need more people. I need more money because if I don't make a lot of money, I'm not good as a chiropractor. And because Lauren's identity is so wrapped up in chiropractic, I am not good. And so yeah. it was just this like total mind fuck of like, I could see how releasing yes. that could just allow for more space or happiness. So like, that's really been the, but it's hard because when you talk to other chiropractors and you're like, oh no, I don't, I, I don't, I don't identify as a chiropractor there. Like, I'm like, I should probably, <laughs> I should probably preface that, like, I still love it a lot, but like, yeah. it's a hard thing for people in our profession to, um, to say without feeling like they're going to get rocks thrown at them yeah. from other chiropractors. I mean, you've seen yourself mm. how chiropractic and again, I don't think chiropractic is different in this scenario that we will throw rocks at each other. But like some of have some of your biggest critics been from chiropractors every time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which you know, at times it it took me a lot to get over that because you know i mean i grew up in this profession i was a chiropractic baby and you know since i was little um you know i was like this poster child for personal development the youngest of a big family where my dad had made a transition from a radiographer to a chiropractor my mom had been a nurse and and when i was born they were in this whole stage of oh my gosh you know this is what health is about and and all this learning curve for them. So I had the beauty of going to a lot of seminars and and having this, you know, like GPS on kind of like setting goals and a vision. And it was, it always involved chiropractic. You know, everything I am is because of our profession. And I wanted to be a chiropractor. I wanted to be an author. I wanted to marry a chiropractor. I wanted to have four sons. You know, I wanted to adjust celebrities. I wanted all of these things that, you know, and a big part of that was I wanted every family to have chiropractic as their leading healthcare choice. Mm -hmm. And that's still such a massive driver for me because I, you know, growing up in a family practice, I saw the power of that from such a little age. And so you know, I've been disillusioned at times with chiropractors who just you know you don't when they want to be the
0: primary family doctor no. for people. And,
1: and and when the conflict would arise, like in COVID, they would just scurry away. And as they scurried away, you know, they would throw rocks at you and criticize you. And I guess I that's one of the things I love about Americans is because You know, and this is a generalization, but what I see is a lot of Americans are really ready to get in the ring and to fight and to stand by the people who are like-minded for them. Whereas, you know, I love Australians, Lauren. Like we're, you know, we're 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 generous and we're kind and we're playful and all of those things. But I don't know whether it's our colonial convict origins, but when a conflict happens, we we don't stick together. And so I think that there was a lot of heartache for me with our profession, you know, because Simon had been the president of the the association for a long time. And, you know, this book that I'd written, you know, there was such great feedback for a while of, oh my goodness, you know, I love nothing more than seeing this pregnant mom as a new patient come in and she's got your book under her arm. And I just, Mm -hmm. I just know she's got it, you know, and I was like, that's so fantastic. That's what I love is to you know to help edify and build our profession. And then you know I think when just to give you some backstory, when uh, so I'd spoken at Cal Jam, you know with Billy D, and then a few years later, Simon was speaking, and he was doing a promo with Billy D for Cal Jam. And this is how he lost his well how his license was suspended the first time. So in that interview with Billy D, as it happens, you know, you get in this, this moment of passion yeah. and, and a lot of the legislation had just changed in Australia where chiropractors were not allowed to talk about vaccines anymore. Okay. And, you know, some of our dearest friends were involved in that happening. And, and for me, that was just like, you know, like the nail in the cross. And this is an
0: ignorant American question, but like you. There's no freedom of speech no. stuff in, like, in general in Australia. No. And see, right? this is
1: the big distinction between America and Australia. I think because America, and, you know, this is my limited understanding, is, you know, is etched in that in that constitution that you have, which, to my understanding, is also, you know, has a real, it's God-given rights, you mm-hmm. know? There is that religious or that component to it. As a monarchy, you know, I see the same thing in Canada. We don't have that. There's nothing to lean back on. We don't have that strong foundation of these are my rights. You know, these are my God-given rights. And so it, I used to, when I'd come to America to speak and I'd hear all these Americans on stage go, God, this and God, that. And I'd be like, you guys are freaks. Like why would <laughs> you get on stage and talk about God? And this is before, you know, some things happened for me and my relationship with God is very different now. But I was like, that's really weird. You know, we don't have that in Australia. We don't really, you know. And I did grow up Catholic, but it's just, it's not what I have experienced in America. Hey,
0: She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me. And i spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked after 12 years of practice here's a couple things i've learned one i don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously and two why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me well aligned offers solutions in both of these categories they have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well Aligned has you covered. All SheSlayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Hey She Slayers, I just wanted to take a moment to ask you Have you heard of PX? I don't know. Have I mentioned them before? <laughs> so they're practically everywhere these days, and I am so excited to have them as a sponsor on our show because they are on a mission that I can seriously get behind. So Dr. Tony and his team have designed a pediatric, prenatal, and family chiropractic training program that has online and live event training opportunities to learn step-by-step the science, clinical protocols, and business systems behind building a thriving pediatric and family chiropractic practice. Now, here's what's extra cool. It doesn't matter if you're a student, startup, or practicing chiropractor. I mean, I am a member and I've been in practice for over 12 years now. Each and every bit of their training is applicable to you and where you're at. I've been a part of PX for a while now, and I can say that there's no one better in the space to lead you and to lead this profession than Dr. Tony and his team. If you want to take your practice to the next level in serving more kiddos and families in your community, then you must check out PX. I will drop a link in the show notes so you can head over to thepediatricexperience.com and let them know She Slays the Podcast sent you there for a special little bonus. Hey, She Slayers, so many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain based model to a thriving subluxation based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you, every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice click the link below in the show notes as she slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Oh, sorry. So I threw you off. So Simon was talking to Billy D.
1: Yes. And so in this interview they touch on the fact that, you know, parents should be able to still, you know, make their own decisions and and controversial. Of course. Oh, yeah. But because, you know, I was consistently being watched by the Skeptics Association and reported, his interview got flagged. And that was one complaint, along with we let a space we have in the practice be used for the vaxxed film because they wanted to do a screening, a showing of the film. We didn't promote it, all of those things that we knew we weren't allowed to do. But those two things, he ended up being suspended for nine weeks. And it cost us. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in court to get it overruled. And Lauren, we got, even after Simon being president and all of those things, as I said before, you know, Australians, we scurry. It's like, oh, this, you know, there's smoke, there must be fire. Let's just keep out of the way. Let's duck for cover and ask questions later. And we got more support from our chiropractic family in America and in Europe than we did from chiropractice in Australia. Mm. And that was at the same time that I had been told I had to stop selling my book in Australia and I had to, you know, stop doing my social media stuff. And it was a real tipping point for me of thinking, you know, my gift, going back to our conversation about strengths and gifts, my gift is being able to take information and break it down and distill it for parents. And yet, you know, my family's under threat now. I, you know, I went back into practice because Simon couldn't work and there were all of these things. And so I decided for a couple of years to play the good girl. I was so tired and exhausted from the legal battle with APRA, which is what they they want. They want mm-hmm. you to get exhausted by it. And, you know, it was a period where we just buckled down. And the interesting thing is when you stop being congruent. To your values and to your gifts, then it plays out. And I got sick. Hmm. I started having autoimmune signs. You know, my adrenal my adrenal glands started to shut down. And this was just before COVID. And um, you know, Lauren, for the first time in my life, you know, I've been I've been so incredibly healthy, but I was just riddled with this anxiety because. I wasn't being who I was meant to be. And I just, you know, was at the, just felt so tormented. And I had this experience where one of my girlfriends and I call her my happy clapper Christian friend, because <laughs> I just, at that point in my life, I didn't really understand the power of having a a relationship with God, you know, to what I do now. And it was this amazing, amazing turnaround where she rang and she said, Sweetheart, I just want to pray for you. And I was like, Okay, cool. Okay, well, I'll chat to you later. Yeah, sounds good. That <laughs> yeah, makes you happy. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, you go about what you're doing. And she said, So is it all right, you know, that I pray for you now? And what I heard then as she started praying was the most just emotionally one of the most emotional experiences of my life where she reminded me how proud God was of me for everything that I'd been doing for families and for children and protecting and preserving them and you know as she said these words I was just this emotional ball you know like just a wreck mm-hmm. and then she did it the next day called again with another friend and they prayed over me um, And then the next day, and she said, so when you get an anxiety, you know, spell, if it happens again, I want you to, um, you know, imagine calling on Jesus and putting your face next to him and just asking him to shower you with love. And Lauren, this was at a point in my life where we had had so much legal stress that I was super committed to addressing the autoimmune stuff that was going on in my life. I was doing Joe Dispenza meditations in the morning and in the evening. I was doing the breath breath work. I was doing, you know, the cold showers and all of these things and nothing was shifting it. And then uh, my husband got home one night and I was just, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I had a semi-trailer on my chest. And I remembered, you know, that Rachel had said this to me. And so I went from lying on the ground, you know, in this fetal position, trying to just compose myself and breathe to then praying and having this moment with God. And I literally had this transformation where I felt like this giddy little child, like this little girl. And it was the most beautiful experience I've ever had. And From that point, I realized that, you know, yes, I'd grown up as this person who was, you know, so blessed to understand personal development and the benevolence of the universe, but I had been driving it. I'd been doing this solo, set a goal, tick it off, move on to the next one, drive, drive, drive. And then getting to a point where God said to me, you know, here you are shutting down your gifts." to please these bodies, to please these people and it's me who gave you these gifts and I want you to be brave, I want you to be courageous and use these gifts again and this was before COVID Mm. and so then I was like well fucking yeah, you know, okay and so I had been deciding toying with whether I would hand my license in or not but as I said Simon had lost his license so I thought no I'll be the good girl after that I was like I'm done you know my cells with this autoimmune stuff are shutting down because I've shut down my voice no more and so I started back up on social media I started being vocal COVID when hit say, so I- when you say you handed your license then like well, this is what d- happened. Okay. Like, I, I didn't do it just then. Okay. I waited. I okay. waited. And and I just started being vocal with COVID. I was like, okay, yes, we're not allowed to talk about vaccines. We're not going to be sure as hell allowed to talk about COVID, but I could not stand the fact that our clientele were clueless about what was happening with COVID. And so I started on social media explaining things. And over that year, you know, as, as it happens, it just went off. And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time distilling information and that meant that I got to grow very, very big on social media. But my biggest support came from people like Ben Tapper mm-hmm. and Stan Holm and Alex Zek and Ali Zek and a whole lot of Americans, some of them, you know, who aren't even chiropractors. Right. And we would, we would brainstorm together about what we needed to share with people. And I knew that there was a risk that they would want to take my license. And I just, I just felt like I had to forge ahead. You know, this is what God had said to me, be brave, be courageous. And so I kept going. And it was, you know, that whole COVID period. And then uh, I'm trying to think of the steps involved. But basically, at that point in time, had been you know taken off different social media platforms built them back up and then we had a patient who was they call it the Australian security they're they're like federal police and he rang Simon and said I just need to let you know your wife is on a watch list and oh (laughs) yeah And I was like, I mean,
0: my husband and I are libertarian. So like we're on a watch list, I'm sure also. But like, you know,
1: yeah. And I was like, holy cow, you know, and um, you're like adjusting someone and they're like, see you next week. And you're like, maybe I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, it was then I I did not do it. The line was in the sand, you know, I was already speaking at a lot of the marches and all of those things. And so then, of course, there comes the day where the regulators call and they say, we just want to let you know we're meeting on Monday. We're going to immediately suspend your license. And I said, well, like hell you are. Here's my license. And I handed it in. And so that's where, you know, where I got to. And, um, you know, you know there was Simon all this, have
0: his license back.
1: He did, did get paid- his license. Okay. Back so at you guys point. had paid
0: like hundreds of thousands of dollars for him to get his. And you're like,
1: here you go. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> and so then at that point, you know, I, I, made different decisions about how I wanted to show up for for patients and clients. None of them cared you know so I just said to them as long as you know as, as long as you know you can't claim if you want to see me that's fine but your health insurance you're not going to be able to claim what I do is still the same but you won't be able to in this country call me a chiropractor I'm registered in you know in Europe and different places and so that was completely fine and I just stayed congruent to who I was within a week Lauren Simon's license was basically suspended again Mm -hmm. yeah and so they said to him we're going to take you to court you've got I think it was two three months no new evidence four years later the same two claims so we had to get barristers we had to do the whole thing and basically we lost and his license was suspended for six months and that was the point in time where we were like right well you can't work for six months let's go overseas and that's how we ended up coming to Spain because two of our children were already here studying chiropractic. Okay. We brought our younger two children and we, we just needed that time to recalibrate and work out, you know, what we wanted to do moving forward. So and what happened to your practice? So we kept running it from a distance. Uh, we had associates in there and so you know that's been great we've got an incredibly loyal clientele you know we've had that practice for 25 plus years Mm -hmm. and when Simon lost his license the first time they were like where do we go which you know which city hall steps do we stand on you know we were ready to do whatever it takes because you know both Simon and I had done so much public education you know stuff with media defending the rights of chiropractors and parents particularly when the vaccine mandates changed and so you know that's that authenticity and that courage is really palpable to parents and when you stand beside them they they rally for you you know so our greatest support has always really been from our community and so i think that's a great lesson for all chiropractors you know when you stand in your truth that's what's palpable to your community and how you become this leading resource for people because that's what they want. You know, they want to create this tribe. They want you to be a steward of truth for them and with them. And, you know, young parents more so than ever really, really want to create a new way forward. They can see how all the systems are crumbling and they're like, bring that on. I don't want a part of that sick care model anymore. I don't want to raise my children that way anymore. And it is a great opportunity for chiropractors if we can just stand in our truth, you know, of who we are as chiropractors and our unique strengths and, and just move forward that way. I think that'll be, you know, the greatest way to elevate our profession and have people understand finally what it is that chiropractic offers
0: you have talked about core values quite a a couple of times. And so it's hard because most people would say that family is their number one core value. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, comes things like marriage and your and standing in truth. And were you willing to go to jail? Like I could picture this being a point, and this is where I always chicken out. Well, actually, I it out way before you because I'm like, oh, don't take away my Instagram account.
1: Uh- <laughs> yeah, I think it was four times. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like, oh my God, that would be terrible.
1: Um, so I it out way, way, way before you.
0: But any time that like, it would be like, you know, would you go to jail for this? I'd be like, no, because I have my children. So like, where did you feel? Because, you know, there could be an argument for like, but I was teaching my children that it's not right. To, so like where, where was that line with you between literally I am a mom and I want to be there for you. And so I'm not going to give up this for that or were you? well, you know,
1: yeah it it's it is a, you know, it is a tricky point to 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 call that. And I can remember Lauren, where, um, i had so much conflict with well adjusted babies and when i had to take it down and i wasn't allowed to sell it in australia i remember this you know one night i was crying and i was saying to simon you know maybe i should just take the vaccination chapter out and we reprint it without that and we reprint it without this and our eldest was in the room and he just came over and he just said mum not no you know he said this is how you raised us to ask good questions and to, you know, to think about the pros and cons and to think critically. And you've always said you can ask any question if you do it respectfully. And he said, parents need that information. If you take that out, where, you know, it's hard for them to find that information. You're one more way that they can find it. He's like, don't do it. And I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> you know, Okay. And I look, Lauren, at our boys now and I've always said, you know, you can't raise your children twice. Mm. And so it was a really big values call for me early on to stop full-time practice when we had so many little babies and to be a stay-at-home mum when being a stay-at-home mum wasn't cool, you know. And I had my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and different people going, you went to university for all these years. What are you doing? You know, outsource them, get somebody else to do it. And my values really picked in and they were like this navigation system of I'm someone who I, you know, I, I'm quite a perfectionist and I didn't want to get to later on in my life and regret anything in relation to my mothering and how I showed up for my kids And I will come back to the point because, um, you know, uh, it may feel like I've, I've gone back on what I've said, but it was so important to me to be able to be there for them when they were little and have them observe that I could still live a life of my convictions by writing and researching and, you know, doing talks and being of service that way, using my gifts, then being in the practice every day and trying to juggle that as well and be this superwoman for for who? You mm-hmm. know, at the sacrifice of who I was as a woman, as a mum. And so for me, my values, my number one value is my spiritual, physical and mental health. That's my number one value. I have to be spiritually inspired, mentally inspired, physically strong, you know, emotionally connected. And if I don't invest and take time for that each day, then like all of us, I get really off balance. And so I made a commitment a long time ago, even when the boys were little, that I would get up that bit earlier when I could if I wasn't, you know, like just incredibly tired. But I would try and get up and have that time before they woke up. And I would read something or I would listen to something or I would, you know, do whatever just to feel like I'd had my time. Mm -hmm. And then my next value, you know, is my, my marriage and my family. And my third value is who I am as a businesswoman and and our businesses. And so if I can do that, then I feel like I use my gifts as someone who is a teacher, who is an educator, and I can serve on that level. And at different times, that's meant I have stepped in and out of the practice. I've done locums, I've gone part-time, but. You know, it looks different for everyone Mm -hmm. in the different seasons of our life. And so back to, you know, when you ask about would I go to jail, would I, you know, print the book without those controversial chapters, I think because the role of parenting has been so undervalued for so long. For me, living congruently and seeing the value of this next generation that we raise and the role that they will play in helping humanity heal has just been so beautiful and rewarding in every way. And it fuels my heart to keep going even now with the things that I'm creating. And so, you know, would I go to jail if it had come to that? You know, there were times where I wasn't sure if I was going to get arrested speaking on stage at some of those protests. And I would have gone to jail. And I would have to trust that God would help us with the right legal representation and, and all of those things, if that was how it was meant to play out. But as it was, you know, we were able to move from Australia at that time and God had a better plan. You know, we needed to land in Spain. We needed to just down regulate our nervous system, connect with our children, and then think about what is this next chapter? And you know, I look at what we're working on now and some of these, you know, products and things that I'm writing and it's just, I just feel incredibly blessed, you know, to have had all of those experiences and to, to know that that, those experiences and the wisdom that's come from that of how it will really help these younger new parents and the beautiful children that they're raising. And so, you know, I guess, I guess what I'm the overall take home of that is if you feel like you're conflicted by the different things that you're juggling right now, you know, with the practice or with whatever it is that you have on, maybe just, as you say, you know, like sit back and think about maybe there's something that needs to be tweaked. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's about pausing and listening. If there are other things that you need to express at this time and focus on, you know, and, and, and strengthen that muscle, like you did the, you know, the entrepreneurial side of how can I, how can I do this differently? Mm -hmm. Because we all have those gifts.
0: Yeah. Um, gosh, I have like seven questions. I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) so what have you been doing in Spain besides drinking Tempania wine? (laughs) <laughs> where, first of all where in spain are you
1: we are currently in barcelona which is i where... love barcelona so Aww. much
0: i've only it's well okay city. i've only seen barcelona and um costa brava so like and north yeah there. so like we yeah. haven't seen any other rest of spain but barcelona and that part like...
1: <laughs> yeah we're here in barcelona because our so we have the four boys the eldest three are all at barcelona college of chiropractic so okay One's in uh, third year, second year, and first year. No, first year, third year, and fourth year, sorry. Um, so we want to be near them, and mm-hmm. but we have spent a lot of the year travelling around Spain, Portugal, different parts of Europe, thinking we'd find, you know, this place in Italy that we wanted to settle, and, and at the end of the day, we really just want to be as close as we can to them. And um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, That's pretty cute. But what we've been doing, Lauren, is um, we've been teaching seminars um, as a first step, which has um, been beautiful to connect with the chiropractic family in Europe. And we realise, you know, after 25 years plus each of us in practice, there's a lot we know, you know, (laughs) helping young chiropractors. And and because we've run allied health centres where we've had different you know, we've had Chinese med or masseurs or, you know, physios and all sorts of different practitioners in our practice. We can talk about a number of things like you, you know, of how do you run a practice that's not solely reliant on you, but then um, how do you have, how do you look after families in your community has been our biggest thing. So yes, pregnancy focused, but, and peds focused, but then just broadly, how do you get great results and so, um, yeah, that's been a lot of fun for us to to do that um, this last year. At the same time, we're doing a parenting and practitioner app, um, and that has come about because I'm doing the third edition of Well Adjusted Babies, which okay. um, we've got a, a publishing deal I suppose with a great company and it'll be a two-part series but as I do the research and I'm writing that I wanted I don't want to sit on this great information for parents so we're doing a a parenting app that will have a, a large amount of free content which I think chiropractors will love because they can then recommend it to patients and then if they want more they can pay to access more And, you know, we've got great video content on why chiropractic is so important during pregnancy and in the lead up to birth and, and all these things that sometimes chiropractors don't have the time to really explain well. And so that's our goal is to, you know, to not have there be any blockages for parents getting this information. And then again, if they love it, they can access more and that will be a way to, um, get information out there while I do the third edition. So, yeah. So
0: Spain for the foreseeable future?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in Europe. At the moment, it feels right to be near the boys and just, um, you know, I think it's funny, you know, we always raise them to see the world as their home when they were little. They travelled all the time with us. And then they go and they live abroad and you're like, oh, hang on. Hold up, hold up up! <laughs> <laughs> and so they're pretty cute, yeah, they're happy to have us around, but I don't know, um, yeah, no, actually they're 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 pretty happy we're here, which is nice.
0: Do you think you'll sell your practice in Australia? like,
1: yeah, we're we're in that process. Simon's been back and forth a lot. So we've okay. downsized it because it's been really hard to run that from over here. Yeah. Um, so we've downsized it. And um, yeah, we're hoping that we'll probably sell that and then just be fully over here. Do you foresee, I mean, it's so hard
0: to, so do you foresee within the next five years having a brick and mortar practice anywhere? Or are you now chiropractors in the wind
1: do you know what I think we probably always will have some kind of practice in some way like our eldest two boys are, um you know well why don't we start one here and hmm. then when I finish we'll just take it over and yep that's nice so yeah, yeah that's, that's, and- that's a nice pivot flexible like all right I'll jump yeah. in
0: and cover for yeah. you and then I'm like okay
1: <laughs> yeah and, you know, I mean, I I know my gift is, you know, with the writing and the teaching and, and those things. And Simon's a great teacher too. He's a phenomenal chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. You know, I mean, he would have people fly from all over Australia to see him and they'd come and stay for a week or two weeks just to get a handle on what was happening for them. And so that's why I love seeing him teach and do the seminars because he really helps people to think what are they thinking about when they look at someone's nervous system? And, you know, what are they doing and how can they get the best results? And so I think he'll always want to be in practice and hands-on to some degree, but he'll always be teaching as well, which is great. Yeah,
0: adjust the adjuster. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, where can people
0: like make sure that they are notified when third edition comes out when the app is available like is this like a 2023 thing 2024 what do you uh...
1: well I think it will most likely probably be early 2024 by the time we do all the editing and those things and um you know there's a lot there's a lot of content I'm updating yeah and that's because it's the world we live in you know (laughs) and so um there's a great team involved but I would say 2024 but Lauren if they want to go to our website which is welladjusted.co just dot co they can sign up to the database and um you know I I'm committing to doing a regular newsletter now that I you know have refilled the cup and good <laughs> your drills are inspiring. back up super <laughs> yeah, powered that's right and um and then they'll be able to you know to um see what's going on with all the different products and things like that. So yeah.
0: Well, I am so excited that um yeah, just f- to see what you guys do because I am a super fan. Super fan of everything that you've written. Um every time I've heard both of you speak, it is just it you you pour so much into when you are educating, like you are just filling other people up so much. And so I I'm glad that you've had, you know, this year to kind of re yeah. step away and refuel and focus on yourselves but that's great thank you
1: thank you yeah it's exciting it feels like a nice new chapter which is great oh. and that's life isn't it you know oh, we all have these one different- <laughs> season at
0: a time <laughs> <That's it. laughs> as I yeah. get older I'm just like I don't know what my 10 year plan is my five year I'll they'll look for the next like 18 months type of thing
1: yeah exactly yeah. You're doing great. Thank you for all, um, all that you're doing. I love it. I said to my two eldest boys, you need to go and start listening to what she's talking about. Cause you know, they're really entrepreneurial. So yeah, I love it.
0: Oh, yeah. all right. Thank you so much. So, so much for your time. I've been trying to get you on for like a year and a half. So you were like a bucket list goal.
1: Oh, thank you. Gorgeous. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And my
0: husband and I will come over to Barcelona now and we'll have to, we have to now.
1: That's so it, exactly and we'll we'll bar hop as you do in Spain yes as you do in Spain you have
0: that like weird wine spout thing
1: oh dear they have the free pour that's very dangerous you know they just come with a bottle and they don't measure (laughs) oh
0: thank you so much All right, cheese slayers Uh, make sure you check out get on that link below that we'll have for you so you're notified and you can get the newsletters and until next week bye